Welcome to episode 19 of Roll the Credits Podcast with Aaron and Brian. Uh, on this week's episode, uh, it was a bit of a holiday weekend, obviously, so there really isn't much news to go over. Uh, we will be discussing the Us trailer that dropped um, from director Jordan Peele, um, as well as an update on our Rolly Awards and the categories we will give you guys, uh, show you what, what's going to be coming up with that. Um... If Brian has any news, we'll get to that as well, which I doubt he does because there really wasn't anything this week. <laughs> um, and also, we've got three reviews for you this week. The obvious internet sensation, um, Bird Box, which Brian will be giving. I believe he watched it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be doing a review for another Netflix movie called 22 July. And then we'll be getting into our review for Vice, which we both saw this past week. Um, from director Adam McKay uh, about Dick Cheney. And at the very end of the episode, going into 2019, we only felt it necessary to give you guys a top 10 this week of our top 10 anticipated movies going forth into 2019. Um, so, Brian, how was your uh, week going? Uh, it was nice. You know, I only worked two days this week, so the other day us being <laughs> off is... Okay, fancy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I know plenty of people had it off all week, so, um, but it was nice to you know just sit back, relax, catch up on different. I mean, saw multiple movies this week. Catch up on uh, just actually not catch up on anything. Just relaxing, not having an agenda to go to. It was nice. How about you? Uh, same old, same old. Uh, obviously, you know we had the holidays. Uh, so I was off on Tuesday. Um, went and saw Vice on Christmas, which. Man, my thought on a like my thought going into that was, um, I was like, you know, it's Christmas. Like I went to the one o'clock showing uh, at our AMC that we go to, and it was so packed in there. And I like I went at one o'clock thinking, you know, you know, it might get busy today, families and stuff, but it'll probably be in the evening. You know, uh, I just want to beat the rush. Got there, I had to park like four uh, rows down when we normally park like two when we go during the week uh and on fridays and stuff um but yeah i mean that so that was nice it's always nice to see movie theaters packed though uh regardless but um yeah other than that not really did really do a whole lot this week obviously um a lot of relaxation i went back to work which has been you know it's work so it is what it is it's work but um yeah i mean everyone knows what work is so i'm not gonna go into that too much but uh anyway let's get it uh let's get into our one bit of news for the week (laughs) um so anyway on christmas day jordan peele had dropped a the trailer for his new movie us which is going to be coming out in i believe february or march March, okay um of this upcoming year um i thought maybe it was coming out like the same week or something that like get out did um if you haven't seen the trailer for this seek it out especially if you like to get out if you like jordan peele's kind of horror stuff um it's very interesting Uh, another social horror that tackles our biggest enemy and that is ourselves um which i think is really cool um which (laughs) now when i saw this trailer and like i realized it i was like we went this entire time not knowing what this movie was going to be about and we should have just known like it i don't it baffled me that i was so confused but it was right in front of our face the whole time based on the name based on how he did get out and all that stuff but uh obviously it stars winston duke who played umbaka from uh black panther um as well as um lapita nyongo from also black panther i believe (laughs) (laughs) Um, as well as 12 years a slave and multiple other things elizabeth moss who's most famous i guess from the handmaid's tale and mad men is also in it um a very creepy trailer very creepy um it looks not to say get out wasn't a horror movie but it definitely looks a little more horror side oh, side into it than this one is uh or than get out was but yeah um i'm very excited for this movie uh, definitely now after seeing it uh what about yourself mr <laughs> not, not horror fan Here, yeah see here's the thing like so like i i get out was a great movie that came out last year and when he announced that he was going jordan peele said he was doing another movie I'll, I'm really excited for it because you know he did a great job. I want to see more of him, and like the synopsis of it looked good. And then the trailer dropped. And I was like, "Oh, 
this looks really <laughs> creepy. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, and we even saw so we went when I went and saw Vice yesterday. Like, they had that on the big screen then. Yep. And, he, and I was like, oh, like I really like Jordan Peele, but I don't know. This looks like it, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's it's real spooky and creepy. I mean, from from my perspective, I mean. It's probably going to be one that I'll it'll come down to like right before whether I decide if I'm actually going to go and see it or not. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it if I end up going to see it, but I'm also like, uh, it looks definitely it's definitely more horror I think than Get Out was, like you had said. But um, yeah. So crazy, uh, crazy trailer uh, though. Yeah, I mean. Go check out, like I said, seek out the trailer, watch it. It's definitely interesting. Um, it does like a horror take on the famous song "I Got Five on it, which is <laughs> another thing that like took the internet by storm. Oh, yeah. Um, with it, but um, and also like a basic gist of it is just that this family, um, these people see like doppelgangers of themselves that are mm-hmm. like evil and trying to kill them. So yeah, basically your own worst nightmare is yourself. Um simple but Which, straightforward yeah, I mean, and it looks like it's going to be really well done so leave it Jordan Peele to point out the obvious yeah, very I well mean, yeah I mean it, these original horror films I mean horror is making a huge uh, comeback in the landscape and that's always nice to see um, so we'll move on here a uh, few updates on our Rolly Awards which I know we said for a while that it was going to be a special episode in the middle of the week but as we looked um, there really isn't anything coming out in the first week of January, so what we're going to do is bump that to Sunday. We won't have a special episode in the middle of the week. Sorry about that. Um, we will be doing that as our Sunday episode next week, um, as well as probably a review for uh, Mary Queen of Scots, which finally hit theaters um, this week. in our area. So we'll, we'll watch that, and we'll have a review of that. We will have the Rolly Awards... Um, and that will pretty much be the episode. I mean, it'll play out if there's news. We'll have that at the beginning and stuff. Uh, nothing too different, but just because um, if not, there probably wouldn't be an episode next week. <laughs> next week, um, I it'd opted be like one to, review, and then that's it. Yeah, I. Episode. Yeah, I mean, I I'm opting to pass on Escape Room. It doesn't seem to. I don't know. It just doesn't. It's not something I feel like making the trek to Hawaii to AMC <laughs> to see to watch by myself. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then we'll get back into it. We have three movies. We'll be dropping a watch list for January, which is three movies, which <laughs> Woo, will be the, three, the three weeks after this. So there'll at least be a review every week from here on out. Um, anyway, so, uh, and an update on the rollies. We do have the categories here for you guys, um, on what we'll be giving awards out for. Uh, next week we will have awards for best movie, best director, best lead, and Best Supporting Actor, Best Lead and Supporting Actress, Biggest Bomb of the Year, which isn't necessarily a money thing, but expectation-wise from both of us, uh, Breakout Performance from an Actor or Actress um, in a Film, and Biggest Surprise Film, a, a film the opposite of the bomb. Uh, low expectations, but, you know, you were hugely impressed by the movie. Um so that is what we will be doing next week for you guys. Very excited to bring that to you. Um, so we just wanted to pass along that information so you guys weren't waiting on, you know, Thursday morning for uh, the special episode. That's true. Um, so we'll have that for you next week. Um, anyway, uh, Brian, did you end up having any news? Not really. I mean, there was some other stuff that I just <laughs> threw together just because I was um, thought about just trying to fill up time for this. But none of it is really that interesting or that important that i felt like i needed to talk about it on here and not not anything really happened this week i mean it was the holidays the movies came out but no news came out so yeah i mean it's this is a really bad time to drop any news really so i mean unless you're gonna be like jordan peele and take over on christmas day with a creepy ass trailer um yeah but yeah so uh that is that um brian i'll send it over to you uh get the meme-tastic internet revelation bird box <laughs> review out of the way for us yeah that's one thing that definitely uh took over the week it uh bird box the movie on netflix uh dropped the friday before christmas or whatever and it set the netflix record for most accounts viewing it in its first seven days 
was like 45 million accounts or whatever which is insane um it it was it was good it was interesting it, it, i think they kind of try to pass it off as a as a horror thriller kind of movie um it was definitely more thriller and suspense than horror at all uh it's similar to when i first saw the trailer it's similar to uh, a quiet place um but then i learned it's based off a book and so technically you know it's not like copying a quiet place at all um but the idea of it is is that there's these monsters or beings or whatever that when you uh like see them like when you make eye contact with them or whatever you they make you like go insane and, and want to kill yourself and and it just starts it starts in like russia or whatever and then just starts sweeping across the globe um and so a lot of times throughout the movies they're wearing blindfolds because if you you know you see them you're dead basically um sandra bullock is the lead in it uh she's mainly the the biggest name in it you know john malkovich is in it um uh what's his face a little uh whatever i forget his name he's not that big yeah him um it was it was an enjoyable movie it was better than i thought it'd be for you know because netflix movies they are definitely on the uptake of the quality of netflix movies um but it, it was better than I expected it to be. It was enjoyable. Uh, definitely suspenseful at times where we're like, something's about to happen. We're like, no, don't do that. Like, what are you doing? Kind of, you know, I watched my family this week. Um, I settled on giving it a 70 out of 100, so a nice average movie score. Um, uh, you would, if you enjoyed Quiet Place, it's, it's similar to that. I think you would, you would like this movie. It's, there is some, plot hole not plot holes that like just something didn't make sense but like you felt like they kind of to make the movie get along faster they just didn't include a part that you felt could have included like this isn't brought at the beginning of the movie but from at one point there they get from the city to out in the woods in like a cabin but they don't discuss like how they got there at all even though they're blindfolded so i kind of wish they included that travel in some way but no it was an enjoyable movie uh well, not too spooky, but definitely a thriller, suspenseful. Uh, if you have Netflix, I recommend watching it. You you would probably like it. So there's a, uh, and it has about the same reviews amongst monks fans and the critics. So it's definitely it's a very average movie score. But it it took Netflix or it took Twitter by storm uh, with all the memes that came out of it, and it was hilarious. Uh, I mean, you can just search bird box on twitter and there's <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of memes and, and definitely they're funny if you don't see the movie but they're definitely even funnier after you see the movie um but you know yeah it was it was good i i recommend it all right uh yeah so there that's bird box for you and for the people out there saying that girl from bird box oh, freaking people if you don't know who sandra, sandra bullock is I, there's no hope in this world for you. If you've never seen Speed, get the F out. Like, uh, <laughs> Multiple times on Twitter, like, oh, that lady from Bird Box, or yeah. the, the, like, where does wherever the, the lead is. Sandra Bullock. Like, <laughs> Who do you mean, okay. that lady? Like, God, like the kids. biggest thing I went is like, oh, some, I don't know, teenager or whatever, is like, hey, that, that lady from Bird Box kind of looks like Michael Jackson. And people just went off on this person all over Twitter. They're like, what do you mean that lady? And going uh, off of all the b- big stuff she's done. And it was one of the many great memes of the week. Uh, anyway, all right. So I <laughs> to move on from Bird Box, a lesser-known Netflix film that dropped this week. Um, I finally, finally, finally got a chance to watch 22 July. It just dropped, I believe, in October. Um... Little background on the movie, um, and because it is all based off of a real event. Um, on July twenty second, two thousand eleven, Anders Bering Breivik, a um, far right wing um, schizophrenic guy nut job in Norway, bombed a government building, killing eight, and then um, dressed up in a homemade police officer's outfit, traveled to Utøya Island two hours away um, while everybody was dealing with that um 
got to Utoya Island and ended up massacring 69 kids at a workers' youth league summer camp um, before wow. being detained by police officers. Um, so the movie is directed by Paul Greengrass, who did three of the Bourne movies, um, as well as Captain Phillips, the Tom Hanks movie from a few years ago. Um, my... I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It is, it's a very good English take. Obviously, everybody speaks English in the movie. Um, a lot of the actors, I believe, I don't recognize any of them, um, but they are, most of them are Norwegian, just speaking English in the movie, I guess. Um, but otherwise, I think it's a very good take on it. Um, Greengrass, who I saw Captain Phillips a few years ago, that was a pretty good movie um overall um it's a good portrayal overall it takes place kind of starts at that point of the attacks um then moves into um tackling one of the survivors recovery as well as the court drama surrounding um the sentencing so it's kind of a three-phase movie in a sense um but overall i think it's really good um when i looked up I ended up giving it a 75. Um, combo score came out to a 70.6. When I looked at reviews for it, it got three perfect scores um, from critics, but it also had a 25 out of 100 from one critic. So it kind of weighed it in like the 60 range. Um, so obviously, I mean, a lot of people really enjoyed it. Um, it is a good movie overall. Obviously, you know, it's not a high profile one. I don't believe I ever actually saw it. Netflix really advertise it all that much. I didn't but, hear about um, it until you talked about it. So, yeah, I mean, I think I noticed that like the day it might have came out, they had something on it on Netflix, and then after that, I think it was kind of gone. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting take. Obviously, if you've read into this um, stuff a little bit, um, obviously this is a guy who was um, diagnosed, I believe, schizophrenic. He didn't like that um, very much, but. Uh, yeah, he uh, obviously it's a tragic incident that ended up happening that I feel like not a lot of people here really realize because obviously we deal with um, quite a bit of our own um, in terms of tragedies like that here in America. But it's an interesting movie and it's worth a watch. If you have Netflix, obviously it's free. Um, so I definitely recommend going out and checking it out. Um, and I do like the way that they did it in three phases um, without kind of boring down the beginning with, you know... I don't need to see a backstory on this guy's life, what led up to it. I, like, just get right to it um, kind of mentality with the, the way they did it. Um, so, yeah, I recommend it. Like I said, 75, um, 70.6. Um, also came in the top half, I believe, of our list this year. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that's 22 July. We did Bird Box. Let's get into the big one of the week. Um, <laughs> the Vice reviews here. Um, I'll get us kicked off here. I ended up giving it an 85, um, and combo score came to a 77.4. Um, it's a fun dramedy biopic. Uh, it, it's shot the same way Adam McKay did the big short, you know, mm -hmm. with little in cuts and stuff like that. Um, narrated, um, the narration for it was very interesting and in where it came from, which, um, yeah, uh, it's it's a really good like I don't know it's hard to say but I thought it was a really good movie um I wouldn't say that I was in love with it but I did like it it is about where I expected it to be maybe an eighty five ninety range um kind of humanizes to a bit a ghostly kind of monstrous figure in recent American history you know obviously it mentioned at the very beginning of the movie that Dick Cheney is kind of a secretive kind of guy there's not a lot of stuff that's entirely known about him so they you know did the best they could um to try and try and paint that picture for everybody um, the cast is, I think, incredible. It really drives home the movie. Obviously, Fat Christian Bale uh, playing Bale. playing Cheney. Yeah, Amy Adams playing his wife. Um, Steve Carell playing Donald Rumsfeld, who, if you're an Office fan, you're going to love his portrayal because I really felt like there was a lot of Michael Scott behind that. The way he drove that character home as kind of a... <sighs> Kind of came off a bit of a doofus, but at the same time, smart in some senses. Um... Yeah, I mean, all around, it's a, it's a quality movie. Um, the entire film is narrated by Jesse Plemons. Uh, <laughs> so, there's that. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I highly recommend everybody go and see it. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably grew up through the, in some fashion, through the Bush administration. So to kind of see, you know, a story about what we all kind of knew, but, you know, wanted to actually see on a big screen is, is pretty fun. So I'll pass it back over to you then for yours, your take on it. Yeah, it was a very fascinating movie. Like, I like the way it was told. Like you said, is Adam McKay, he... It was very similar to a big short, how uh, kind of cutting here and there and different between stuff. Um, points throughout the movie where I was, wasn't sure why he had cut certain scenes, but then it made sense in the end because uh, it was building together. Um, no, yeah, I, it was a really good movie. I enjoyed it above average. I gave it a, an 80 out of 100. Um, Fat Christian Bale is great. I mean, he's he's the best part about this movie. He has um, great acting. I don't know. He's... Uh, Near that he's one of the one of the top people for uh, best actor talks, um, and uh, Amy Adams does a great job as the life Lynn Lynn Cheney, uh, and <laughs> I can definitely hear what you're saying with Steve Carell sounding uh, like his office character Michael Scott. Um, he did a good job. Sam Rockwell was uh, George W. Bush, which um, he did a really good job. Actually, I think, I mean, the George W. Bush. Don't get me wrong, he wasn't. Um, one of the smartest guys, or when he wouldn't think that he might have been possibly the best fit for president, but he, I feel like they kind of dumbed him down even more to make him even more pliable. Um, towards uh, Christian Bale's Dick Cheney. Um, but uh, it's a very enjoyable story. A lot of it, I didn't realize how much behind the scenes stuff that and the power that Cheney gathered together for himself through the years and. Just, I mean, he the way they portrayed it, he he played Bush like he was like he was the president and Bush was his vice president, kind of like really was pulling the strings behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I like you said with the narrator Jesse Plemons, the way they tied in his narrator and how he actually was an important part of the story um, was very enjoyable, and I was actually caught off guard near the end of it. Um, throughout the movie, one of the parts I, I laughed at multiple times throughout the movie, he, Christian Bill Stick Janey has like three or four heart attacks. Each time he starts having a heart attack, he's like, well, uh, guys, I think we need to go to the hospital. Like the first time he was like, I don't want to alarm you, but we need to go to the hospital. I'm having a heart attack. And he just said this so nonchalantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like the second time, uh, he like falls over and the guy's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what did you get? Why he goes, he goes. Get, I'm having a heart attack, you idiot. Call 911. And the last time, they were just talking, and he starts like looking at his hand, like it's starting to go numb, and he's like, yeah, well, gotta go to the hospital again. It's happening. And just Every time he just says it no nonchalantly, like, oh, yeah, it's just a heart attack, you know. I've only had a couple of them. It was, it was a joke. Yeah, it was definitely funny, um, those parts. It, um... I think it was kind of a, a wide shot. Like they wanted to definitely tell everything about Dick Cheney, but maybe start a little early. Like they had Christian Bale portraying like Dick Cheney as a college student uh, in like the beginning of the movie, kind of like showing his up his rise through the government and stuff and his story. Um, but I mean, even when they tried to make him look like a college student, I think Christian Bale looked like a thirty-five year old <laughs> yeah. man at least. I mean, it, yeah, they did their best. <laughs> they did their best. I mean. <laughs> because during during those scenes, I was like, uh, he doesn't look anything like a college student at all. Like, whatever. It was still great acting job, very enjoyable movie. Um, yeah, I recommend you go see it, especially around one of the better movies that came out this holiday season. Um, and yeah, there's little parts here and there. It's funny, but as uh, I I love the way the story was told. Adam McKay is a very good director in the way he wrote it and directed it, but. Um, Yes, enjoyable movie. We uh, we said seventy seven point four is what the yeah yeah seventy seven point four on the combo score. Um, yeah, I mean it was a little weighed down by you know critics user and scores and critic scores all were somewhere in the sixties or so. Um, it's not uh, not necessarily a movie for everyone. It's not like we said. If you've seen the Big Short, obviously you understand the way he shot that. Um, in in a sense, it is kind of uh dramedy biopic documentary style um 
So, I mean, if you're going into it just thinking you're going to get a straightforward biopic, like in the, the way Bohemian Rhapsody or something like that is, that's yeah. not necessarily what you're getting. Um, it is told a lot through narration, but also there is a lot on the actual um, cast. And there's a lot of, like, real clips and stuff like that. And they did real clips where they kind of filtered in actors uh, over top of oh, stuff, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was interesting. Um and the other thing, the, speaking of the funny scenes, the one that really cracked up everyone in my theater was when he's brushing his teeth and like they literally just shoot through an entire like 30 seconds to a minute of him just gurgling the mouthwash oh, for some reason that, um, while thinking. But really long, but yeah. Yeah, it was just so long that like everyone in our theater just started dying over it for some reason. But uh, yeah, it was funny. It's it, it's a good take. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm not let down by it. I know I kept saying on here about how excited I was for it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, um, definitely about where I expected it to be. I was thinking probably I, I was going back towards between eighty and eighty-five, and I expected it to be anywhere between an eighty and ninety before seeing it. So it's right there. It's a great movie. Yeah, um, we two movies we didn't get around to this month that we ended up dropping just for time concerns and because of how bad they ended up coming out. One. Welcome to Marwin and Holmes and Watson. Basically, the, the the easiest thing I can say about it is that they, they shit the bed um, pretty badly. Especially which with Holmes and Watson. I was a bit surprised with Marwin. I, I, obviously, we haven't seen these, um, but it, the trailer at least made it look okay. But there was, and also, I mean, Steve Carell's been, you know, on top of the dramedy or kind of world for a few years now. I mean, that's what he's been doing. <laughs> but it has um, 26%. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it, people don't like it and critics don't like it. And if you both don't like it, then it's probably not good. Um, yeah. It's a shame. Cause I thought it would be a good movie. And then when these first reviews came out, I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, I kind of get it. It doesn't in hindsight, it, seems like kind of an odd movie um but i mean i gave the benefit of the doubt with it being steve carell you know um and in terms of holmes and watson so (laughs) i wanted to see it because obviously talladega Knight's stepbrothers you know the those two are so good together my concern was is when i saw that it was an hour and a half runtime and it felt like the trailer showed like 20 different scenes throughout the movie that it kind of clearly kind of said that there probably wasn't a whole lot of a plot point or entertainment to it. It was probably just a bunch of jokes thrown together, which seems to be the running assessment from folks, um, both critics and um, yeah. ordinary folks like us. Um, I read a review the other day from somebody at uh, the Pat McAfee show uh, mentioning how it was the worst hour and a half of his life since he had to tell two parents that their kid died. Like it, when he was a police officer, like it just from the reviews, it, it sounds awful. It it's, sounds like there's zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what's the user score? The I can't believe score, it's at nine. <laughs> yeah. It was at zero for a while. And it yeah, came it, up to it a nine. It started to a zero. Enough. What is it? It's not even... the user score. When I last saw was at like 20 something. There it is. The, uh, oh, on, uh, INDB, it's at a 3.4. The user <laughs> score. Holy yeah. Shit. The Rotten Tomato user, user score is a 28. The meta score is a 24. It's, it's honestly. A 3.4 is a, so hard to do is, on a user score. With, I mean, it has like 4,000 reviews. Which, I mean, I try not to take anything too seriously until it gets to, like, 10,000 reviews. But if a movie this bad, and it's still... But you would, yeah, you would there. need so many 10 out of 10s to boost that up to even, like, a 6. Like, Gosh. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's definitely something I'm not going to see yet. And I'm going to try and avoid that and stick to my thoughts that they're very good together in most movies. But also, <laughs> just, I mean, a lot of that is... out this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is also on the directors and stuff like that. I I saw, like, I was looking at the directors, I think Eaton Cohen or something yeah. like that is his name. I was looking at his movies the other day, and it it's not a good, so he doesn't exactly have a very good 
resume, so I'm not necessarily surprised. I think he did get hard that movie with Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart, which wasn't very good as well. Um, he also he he wrote uh, Tropic Thunder, which funny movie actually. Men in Black Three, <laughs> Madagascar Two, like I don't know. It's mm. yeah, I don't know. Big, um, one of the biggest bombs of the year, probably. You, yeah, re- review wise. I am certain it's got to be. I mean, I don't know of any other movies really that came out that were supposed to be this big that were getting 3.4 from the users. It's funny, though. It still made, like I think, like $20 million whatever opening weekend just because one of the names, like like you had said, because of Talgate and the Knights and, and Step Brothers, like, people probably just saw went to go see them. Like, oh, I love those two movies without looking at anything. <laughs> well, there was like, nothing out there about it. It didn't yeah. get well, true. They didn't come know, out to like the day of. Yeah, I mean the scores and stuff. Even the day of Christmas it. Day, there was only four people that critics had given it reviews. So. I saw. Um, I read an article that uh, Sony knew that this really wasn't doing that well and probably wasn't going to do well. So they tried to uh, sell it to Netflix so that it could just be released on Netflix. And Netflix passed on it because they didn't want that on their streaming service. Because they they watch it like, oh, uh, no, we're good. We we don't want that. You can keep it. I don't blame them. They're out here throwing Bird Box on the internet and <laughs> fucking Holmes and Watson crap. Oh. Uh. So yeah. Anyway, that's our reviews for the week. It seems like a resounding out of the three things we saw this week. I think it seems like a resounding. Go check it out. Um. Anyway, I guess we'll get into our special of the week. We couldn't narrow it down to top five. It would have been so hard to do. Literally, be impossible. So we did top ten anticipated movies of 2019. Um. Anyway, and a uh, couple honorable mentions that we had to fit in. To yeah, to get us started, I'm gonna run through my honorable mentions here. I have seven. I my initial list had 17 movies that were like. I mean, there will be more that will be must-see, but these were, like, as of right now, I have to see it when it comes out. Like, there's no doubt about it. Other movies that I didn't include, there will definitely be more. We're not going to... I'm not only going to see 17 movies this year, trust me. (laughs) We saw almost 80 combined this year. Um, And next year is definitely going to be... looks like a better year for movies, I would say. Which is insane. Um, Yeah. So, my honorable mentions of the year. uh, Glass, coming out January 18th. Obviously, the M. Night Shyamalan third part of the series with Unbreakable and Split. Uh, Lego Movie 2, February 8th. Fighting with My Family, February 14th. Dark Phoenix, June 7th. Spider-Man Far From Home, July 5th. Zombieland 2, October 11th. And the Jumanji sequel, uh, December 13th. Um... The only real surprise on there is probably Spider-Man. I couldn't find a spot for that in the top ten, so it had to go. I had to go in the honorable mentions list. Yeah, I had. Uh, I I started with seventeen movies and was able to get it down to thirteen, and then trying to get rid of those final three was a lot harder than I expected it to be. Um, so my my uh, my three honorable mentions that I didn't quite make the list uh, for me. Uh, one, Zombieland 2. I wanted to clean that list, but we haven't heard it. We haven't seen or heard anything about that other than it's the same cast. Um, Men in Black International, with the trailer that just came out recently, like, I, that definitely went up on my list, but didn't quite make the top ten. And then, uh, you're, I know this is, this is definitely on your list, but Detective Pikachu just missed the list, uh, for me. Um. I mean, that makes sense. You weren't a big... Yeah, I, I never growing really up, so like, played I don't Pokemon really... as a kid. So, but I mean, the movie does look good, Sheltered. but it just missed the top ten. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, get us get us started with the as usual. Everyone knows how this works by now. Everyone knows. <laughs> you, everyone knows the rules. One bite. One what? I was tying in other stuff. Whatever. Uh, one review. <laughs> you know. Uh, so my number ten um, is. Uh, the Joker movie coming out in October. Uh, I'm very excited for Suey. I part of me want to include it higher, but we don't. We've only really seen beside behind the scenes photos and stuff, and know what the cast is, so we haven't gotten any official looks or trailers or anything. So uh, I settled having that in it. I think it comes in at, in October. You know, with Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Um, I'm very excited for this movie. So that's my number ten. 
All right, my number 10 is Godzilla, King of the Monsters, uh, coming out May 31st, obviously starring Millie Bobby Brown um, and 10,000 other names. Uh, We talked about it several times on the podcast. Obviously, it looks great. It looks like the entire world is basically going to get destroyed in this movie um, because there's a giant lizard, a (laughs) giant dragon, a giant moth, and a giant eagle-like thing. Yeah. yeah, so the world's the world's screwed, um, but it looks it looks fun. Um, it's probably a movie that'll probably end up somewhere around to seventy percent, I would assume. Um, yeah, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's an action movie with a lot of destruction, so I'm not expecting it to be of like some rave review. But um, yeah, it looks great. I'm very excited for it. Um, I like the original Godzilla that came out in 2014, although I still have some issues with it. Um, and uh, the Kong Skull Island that came out uh, two years ago or a year ago or whenever it was. Um, so yeah, that's number ten for me. I'll pass it over to you for number nine. Uh, my number nine is. Uh the Lego movie, the second part, or the second one. Uh, I loved the the first one. I thought I took a, I didn't see it in theaters, but I rented it then. And it was hilarious. And then Lego Batman was hilarious. Um, and so after seeing, we've had a few trailers now for this one that comes out in February. Um, I'm definitely excited to go see this movie. So that's Lego movie part two or whatever is number nine on my list. All right, my number nine uh, coming out December twentieth, Star Wars Episode Nine. Um, I kind of wanted to put this higher on the list, but I mean, I haven't really seen anything about it. I, honest to God, completely forgot we were getting a Star Wars movie this upcoming year. <laughs> um, which, in large part, is the effect of them putting Solo in at May, because usually I'm used to every December getting a freaking Star Wars movie, and having waited gonna have to wait this long like i completely forgot until i went back through imdb i was like oh yeah we're getting episode nine in in, in december um but yeah i mean not a whole lot is really entirely known about it i guess but um yeah i had to make the list as a star wars film i'm invested at this point (laughs) it's there um so yeah we'll see when it comes out (laughs) all right uh my number eight in the list is uh john wick chapter three um, I don't think you've seen the other ones, but I, I highly <laughs> recommend them. Um, Keanu Reeves is John Wick. I mean, he's a hitman. Uh, he's great. The action sequences are so well done and greatly choreographed, and there's so much fun to watch. Um, awesome, awesome movies. Um, I just watched. I think I watched both of them earlier this year, uh, and so I got really excited for uh, the third one. I, th- I believe it comes out in May as well as. You know, like a bunch of other big movies, but um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see John Wick Chapter Three. All right, number eight for me, as you mentioned before, coming out June 14th, Men in Black International. Um, when the trailer came out for this, I became even more excited. I'm a big fan of obviously Chris Hemsworth, uh, and Tessa Thompson and Liam Neeson and their shooting things is always an entertaining, uh, little aspect. I was a huge fan of the men in black franchise, original franchise. Um, so I'm definitely intrigued to see this. Uh, they teamed up very well in Thor Ragnarok, which is one of my, probably my top three favorite Marvel films. Um, so I'm excited to see how they do this down in the black suits for the Men in Black uh, series. So very excited for that. So that's going to come in at number eight for me. There we go. Yeah, like I want to include it on the list, but we could only include ten. So yeah, uh, we should have just made a list of twenty. You know, it made so much easier. <laughs> we should have just gave our entire watch list for next year. <laughs> we should have. I mean, it'd be spend an like, hour and a half here just going over everything. Everything we want to see in 2019. Uh, okay. Uh, my number seven uh, is Toy Story 4. Um, I've loved the Toy Story trilogy, and when they announced that they were making a fourth one, everyone thought Toy Story 3 was the last one. But then fourth one's coming out, and we got the trailer a f- month ago, a few weeks ago, or whatever, for it, as well as the little thing with uh, Keen Peel. They each have their, their characters that just look hilarious. Um, I'm very excited for this movie, mainly just because of the, the name brand, even though we haven't seen that much for it. Um, so Toy Story 4 is my number seven for Lear. All right, number seven for me, as we discussed earlier in the podcast with its trailer dropping, Us, coming out March 15th. Um, not a whole lot else I'm going to say about it. We covered it earlier in the episode. Uh, very excited to see Jordan Peele's next horror attempt. Um, 
and then later on in the year he's got the twilight zone so that'll be fun too uh pass back over to you <laughs> uh my number six one you mentioned earlier uh, star wars episode nine uh yeah we haven't really seen anything about it but i mean it one it's star wars and i, I love star wars so they got me there and then uh, as, as many, it was very, Last Jedi was a lot of hit or miss for people. They either loved it or hated it, uh, but I enjoyed it, and so I'm excited for what I'm assuming is the last main Star Wars for a while, unless they continue to do 10, 11, 12, which I don't know. But Episode 9 doesn't come out for another year, but it's the very end of 2019. But my number six. All right. My number six is the Joker movie coming out October 4th. Um,. Very excited for this. Uh, probably tied at number one for my favorite comic book villain uh, character. Um, and portrayed by Joaquin Phoenix, who I think is going to knock it out of the park. Um, I'm very excited for it overall from the pictures we've seen uh, thus far. Um, not a whole lot of I'm going to kind of rant on about it. But yeah, it's very... Very excited for it. Probably be higher on my list than most other years. But obviously we're stacked this year, so it is what it is. Dear. Alright, uh, my number five, I lost track where we were. Number five for the year is uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, but also this moved up on my list because Jake Gyllenhaal is in it, and I'm a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan, and he's the anti-hero villain-ish kind of... He plays Mysterio, and it's kind of uh, under wraps. I mean, I mean, he's kind of a villain in the movies, but people are saying that he uh, is portraying a hero-esque person which is one storyline that's in the comics um but i uh, wanted it's marvel so i mean i, I loved it and, i mean i love it and just having jake Hall finally be brought into a superhero universe uh is great so that's my number five all right number five for me uh also in the marvel universe uh captain marvel uh coming out march 8th um I can't believe I'm putting it this this at five, but it is what it is. Um, especially after watching, you know, what feels like a hundred trailers for it yesterday during the college football playoff games. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's another movie I'm super excited about um, going forth with a new major character as we get into the next phase of Marvel here. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I think Brie Larson's going to kill it. Everything about the movie looks amazing it's gonna kill it at the box office uh so yeah number five somehow um (laughs) (laughs) all right uh my uh number four is the the lion king comes out in june i believe um one before they showed the teaser trailer a few weeks ago uh i the star-studded cast of this has so the voice cast is just amazing we've talked about it before um but then like a few episodes ago we did our favorite animated movies in lion king it's one of my all-time favorite uh, animated movies, and so seeing this quote-unquote live-action, that's not really a live-action Lion King movie, uh, I'm super excited for it, especially with an amazing voice cast behind it, so that's my number four for the year. All right, coming in number four for me is It Chapter 2, uh, coming out September 6th. I freaking love the first one. It was such a great adaptation of Stephen King's novel. Um, And I'm really excited to get the second chapter in here. Um, Especially seeing the cast who's going to be playing adults. You got Bill Hader, you got Jessica Chastain, um, uh, several notable, notable people in there. Um, James McAvoy as well in it, um, who's in three big movies I'm excited for this year. So big James McAvoy year here. Um, but yeah, I, I'm super excited for this, especially after, after the first one, uh, very rewatchable horror film. Um, uh, Brian, I highly recommend you watch it. And then, but yeah, I'm probably will uh, not. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I, I, I didn't see the first one. Oh, I can't see the second one. Oh, darn. Oh, oh Chuck's guess what? I have it on Blu-ray. You can watch it. <laughs> oh, um, my DVD's broken. <laughs> player oh well well, if you have something i can play blu-rays and you'll be all right um that's that's (laughs) (laughs) which i already know how your number three is gonna go so this will be fun my top three oh do you yeah oh i probably do i mean (laughs) i know uh, the order i know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay so my number three is uh once upon a time in hollywood and uh that comes out in august i believe 
Uh, we've talked about this multiple times, but I mean, it's it's Leo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and it's uh, is oh, it's gonna be a great cast. It's Tarantino directing it. It's um, we haven't even seen anything really about it, like any trailers or official looks or anything, but just the story of it and the cast. It just and the director, I. I think it's gonna be a spectacular movie one of the best movies of the year and uh i'm assuming this is somewhere on your top three as well but um very excited for this movie comes <laughs> Gee, out, i August. must have forgot all about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh all right uh my number three detective pikachu coming out may 10th uh i was a huge pokemon fan growing up still am um to an extent uh this looks great i was like we talked about it before on here i was very skeptical about it um when they announced it but it the animation looks incredible ryan reynolds voicing pikachu it seems like it's gonna be awesome um and, and overall it looks like it's gonna be a super enjoy and super enjoyable movie especially for folks like me who grew up you know at one age growing up wanting to be a pokemon master and stuff like that and and stuff like that so yeah uh detective pikachu coming in number three for me i'll pass it over to you all right my number two as you probably expected is captain marvel comes out in march um you had already discussed that but we've seen multiple trailers now for it i'm very excited for it um and like you said introducing a very big character onto the new phase and someone that'll I uh, have an important role in the next Marvel movie after that. And then um, I think Brie Larson will just kill it uh, when they announced that she was going to be Captain Marvel. I was very excited. And it's, I mean, it's Marvel. Almost anything they touch just it turns into a great success. I mean, anything that's their movies. Don't We're not talking about the Sony Marvel stuff. Don't disregard that. Or the Fox Marvel. Um, yeah, so... I'm very excited for this one, uh, and it's the closest. Mo- it's it's only two and a half. It's because it's the beginning of March, so it's only really two and a half months away. So, very excited for that. All right. Uh, well, I actually don't have a number two. Um, so I'll give you my one B. Um, because oh, they're tied for a top. Okay. It, look, and I, I mean, obviously, everybody that's listening to this knows what our number one's going to be. Um, that's if. If you don't, if it, if you don't know by now, then (laughs) have you been paying attention to our podcast? I mean, but ultimately when I put this list together, it was about, I couldn't give one number two with the other one. On one hand, one B here is once upon a time in Hollywood coming out August 9th. You have the greatest actor of all time, Leonardo DiCaprio teaming up with one of my favorite directors of all time, Quentin Tarantino. Um, being played or uh, acting alongside Brad Pitt, um, Margot Robbie, um, and plenty of other great cast members, um, up against our collective number one, I'll just say it, just Avengers say it. Endgame, um, obviously, <laughs> which is a decade and a year's worth of build up, um, through like, time, like 20, 25 movies, something like that. Uh, uh, um, it's been 20 through Ant-Man and the Wasp, so... How many? 20 through Ant-Man and the Wasp, so by, that'll be the 22nd Marvel movie. Okay, so yeah, I was... Okay, I was about right. Um, And it just... It was impossible for me to see here and pick... Impossible. Um, which one would be number one, because they're both equally number one in my book for two completely separate reasons. Also, I mean, I haven't... We haven't gotten a Leo movie since The Revenant in, like, 2015, or whatever. Movie. Which was great. But, like, I, he's got to get back out there acting. i got to see another Leo movie here coming out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that, like, I, I couldn't pick. Uh, so, yeah, 1B and 1, and I'll let you talk about Avengers for us. Yeah, I mean, I I will try and live it myself. But, I mean, it's ever, I mean, since they announced that originally, you know, these last Infinity War and end, now Endgame, where it's going to be, two parts of a movie back to back and they film them together and just uh, the spectacular cast the accumulation of the 20 it'll be 21 movies going into this and all of the great characters are a part of it and it's seen many sad deaths along along the way and the 
killer ending, not to be a pun at all, of Infinity War. Um, but, but it's, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I saw it, it was voted on multiple big movies sites as the most anticipated movie of 2019. And I don't know how anybody that's a movie fan at all wouldn't at least have this in their like top three. Like, even if you're just like, oh, yeah, I like superhero movies or I like, you're not the biggest fan. Like, this is like, it's, there's so much has gone into this. Like, this will be now 11 years of movies have gone into this but this is the final this is the peak this is what it's all come down to like it's i said this about infinity war but i mean i'm saying this about any game like it possibly could be the greatest movie of all time i mean and i'm so glad they bumped it forward a week because it'll be great april 26th i believe is what it is or 28th or yep. one of those two april 26th 26th down right here um <laughs> yeah i mean if you're not excited for this look <laughs> Avengers Infinity War pulled me into a pulled me in emotionally to a movie in a way that a lot of movies just don't do it. And I'm not like like I've said before, I'm a Marvel fan, but I'm not I don't consider myself a fanboy. I don't know a whole lot behind the scenes and all that stuff. I don't pay attention to really all that stuff. But in a sense as clearly I've stated on here before, I'm a pro wrestling fan. But it brought me in in a sense that that does on a lot of occasions where like I know the ending, but it's making me like think that there's something different happening and getting me really hyped for it just to let me down in the end. Not in a bad letdown way, I, I should yeah. say, but like a good way, um, which is probably hard to understand, but you'll, you understand. You'll, you'll all get it. I mean, um, yeah, it, it makes sense. But in a way, obviously, uh, whatever, it's been a year if you haven't seen it yet shame on you but like you know when when thor has the his thing and he goes to strike thanos with it you think everyone's like oh fuck, I guess yeah, he got screw it. it's done and boom he then go for the head and it's like you, oh you shit have gone son of a bitch yeah. um and then you know that half the characters are going to come back anyway in the next movie but um, you don't know how in some so yeah, like, in what? some fashion but at the same time you're like oh shit i'm watching all my favorite stuff that i've watched for the last decade die like, and shrivel up oh like um, i got choked up i know many people that cried during it i mean it's just yeah i it, it it was that kind of movie and that's why it was so incredible to watch and endgame is going to be awesome obviously if you haven't seen the trailer yet shame on you shame on you i mean um yeah oh uh, so yeah that's our uh top 10 uh Ish. top 17 top 13 however you want to call it uh <laughs> movies of anticipation this year um like we had mentioned before there's only really three movies on our watch list for january um i'll run through those real fast uh we're gonna see the upside which is starring brian cranston and kevin hart um i believe that's january 11th yeah uh the, the week, week after that is glass january 18th um obviously if you haven't seen Split or Unbreakable, you're probably not interested in that, but it is what it is. Um, M. Night Shyamalan finally came back to being a good actor with, or a good director with Split, so that was enjoyable. So I'm hoping he carries it into this and we don't get some Avatar crap or Hereafter, whatever else Whoa. he did. The Happening, that's what it was. Um, some crap like that. And then the week after that, the 25th is Serenity, starring Matthew McConaughey and... Um, Anne Hathaway. I don't know why I couldn't remember her name. Uh, as well it's as okay. I believe Jason Clark and a few us. others. Uh, so yeah, that's our January watch list. So it'll be a little bit of a bum month, I'd say. It always yeah. is in January. Um, but Probably. things will start to kick back up in February. We have Lego Movie um, as well as several others. And once we start chiming in the summertime, we're going to start just getting hit me. hard, especially May, just, April, and stuff. Just you wait. Oh. So, some notable movies we didn't even have on there. Shazam and some other stuff that are, that'll be out then. Um, then I'm, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like it's going to be a great year for movies. I'm very excited for it. Um, and next week, like I had mentioned earlier in the, the uh, episode, we will be doing our... Um, award special awards award special next sunday so very excited for that we went over the categories obviously so uh look forward to that next week brian do you have any messages here for our listeners 
uh happy new year everybody and we'll uh, talk to you again next year and then uh, enjoy i you know i had to throw that in there he hates that joke. i hate and you I, I, and I love that this joke. is the last episode we're not doing a <laughs> i can't work uh, with this uh Oh, I like great. how you dropped it sort of slyly too. It wasn't like a hey, talk to oh, you guys yeah. next year. No, nope, oh. just throw it in there, you know. Cause... Someone hit me with that at work yesterday, and it. <laughs> oh God, I I hope I never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I love saying that. It's great. It um frick I frick. oh most people you know you guys most people are gonna be off on Monday unless you probably work in the food industry. We know that struggle, but um, enjoy your your one day off this weekend. And it kind of sucks we're getting rolled back into the regular work life past the holidays. It is what, yeah. Back to the daily grind. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I only got four months until my vacation, so um, (laughs) four months. Countdown's on. Yeah, countdown is on. I'm ready. New year, new year, new me. You know. Gotta get all my goals that I'm gonna not accomplish by the fifth day of January. So, <laughs> uh, uh, all right, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. We will catch you next week on the episode, which may or may not be in the new year. <laughs> we'll see you next year, guys. Bye. Uh, God, see ya. Mom.